Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? All right, welcome everybody to the podcast. We are so excited that you are listening this week. We are continuing our little series here, I guess you could call it, about transgenderism. And last week we talked a lot about the origin of transgenderism. Mm -hmm. If y'all listen to that, I would encourage you just to continue thinking about that, okay? Keep it in the back of your mind for this episode as we continue on. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, then be sure to do so because it will hopefully enlighten you so that we can continue on and you're not kind of confused to different things that we may refer back to or mention that you're like, wait, where did that come from? What was that about? Just go listen to that episode. We really talked about God's great design for gender and for all that stuff. And I really felt like it was a great topic for all of us, but it was really helpful for Maddie and I as well. I think that being able to just study that and really understand more fully the sin involved in that and just how evil it truly was. I think that that was just really helpful because we hear so often that it's not right or that it's evil or that it's sinful or whatever, but I really haven't heard many people finish their argument for why it's bad Mm -hmm. and kind of prove to others who may not know scripture, who may not know that God's design is the best design, like finish it. Why is it bad to them? You know, why should they be thinking about it and not just listen to the world when it says, hey, it's totally totally okay. Do Mm -hmm. you, you know, be you, whatever. And so that's why. So be sure to listen to that episode if you haven't already. But the thing that Maddie and I want to tackle today is the topic of free will. Okay, I have heard many different things, many different arguments, many different thoughts, and I've heard a lot of good stuff. So Maddie and I are going to try to combine all of our thoughts into one episode here when it comes to free will and how transgenderism proves that we have free will. Some of you may be listening to this and go, okay, that's interesting. How are you going to prove through transgenderism that we have free will? Well, that's what we're going to do today through scripture. We have a lot of different things that we want to share with you about that and also talk a little bit about the chaos that has come from our free will. And so it's going to be a great episode and we're looking forward to sharing so much with you. Mm -hmm. Like Lily said, a question that I have heard a lot of people ask, going back to what you just said about chaos, is why did the Lord give us free will when Mm -hmm. he knew that we would create a super chaotic world, when he knew that we would be making bad decisions or that we would just sin like crazy, mess his design for things up majorly? And I think that that's a good question. I think that that's something that we are going to discuss a little bit in this episode today, but we've got some more verses that you guys can use. I know that last week I mentioned the fact that sometimes I feel a little bit inadequate when trying to explain why transgenderism is bad from a biblical perspective because Mm -hmm. there aren't specific Bible verses that say like do not be transgender or anything. But we have some verses today that practically say that. I know that lots of us think that there aren't actually verses like that in the Bible but there are many Mm -hmm. many verses that can help us to prove our argument and we're going to get into some more of this today. 
Yeah, for sure. It's going to be an interesting episode, and I want to start out by talking a little bit about what I've been seeing from teens, specifically about free will. I have seen this desire, this eagerness to really understand that our choices have consequences, and I think that it's very evident in young people. They're asking about free will. They want to know more about free will and what it looks like in our everyday life, because when you think about it, every single day we are making choices. We are making big choices that affect our lives. Mm -hmm. And when you think about how big that is, how serious of a matter that is, I think that we should really kind of take a step back and evaluate what we're really living for. What are we really wanting to live our lives for ultimately, right? Mm -hmm. What is the ultimate thing? And obviously, I hope that our answer would be Jesus and that we want to live in light of eternity, as we say very often here on the podcast. But I see this desire in young people that they want to know more about free will. They want someone to tell them, listen, your choices have consequences. And they want to know how to make good choices. Mm -hmm. They want to know how to actually live in a radical way, as we talked about last week. And so as Christians, that's our job. That's where we get to show up. That's where we get to inform and preach and teach and live out and demonstrate right in front of them what it looks like to live differently. And one of those areas that I think is a larger area in our lives that we need to be showing teens how to live out is our sexual identity, right? Who God has made us to be. Mm -hmm. They need to know that they were made perfectly in the image of God, that like we talked about last week, being equal. They need to know that right off the bat. As soon as they have accepted the Lord, they've chosen to follow him, they have made this radical decision for Christ, they need to know that they have been made perfectly in the image of God and that they are equal, Mm -hmm. and that God sees them as such, right? And that we see them as such. They need to know that they have a very, very important role to play when it comes to God's work. They need to know that they're needed in this. And one of the ways that we can do that is to show them, hey, your choices matter, and let me show you in my everyday life what it looks like to choose differently, right? Mm -hmm. When I hear something from the world, when I hear a lie from the world, I'm going to choose to take that thought captive. I'm going to choose to live according to the way of Christ, and I'm going to follow what he has for me, not follow my heart, not follow what I want or what I think, right? Like we're hearing day in and day out from Mm -hmm. the media and the world today. But what does that actually look like? I had a girl text me a couple weeks ago and just say, hey, Lily, my friend is asking about free will and if God makes our choices for us, right? Like if we actually have the ability as human beings to make choices. And she just wanted to know how to talk to that friend about that issue and how to respond, right? Mm -hmm. She didn't know how to logically explain what that means in our everyday lives. And so I just sent her a text back saying that, yes, we do have free will. And I think that we see it all throughout the world today that we have sin, we have evil, right? We have just 
for example, here in this episode, we have transgenderism and we have things like abortion. We have just homelessness and people who are living really awful, sinful lives. And so if God was making all of our choices for us, I don't think we would be living in this kind of world. I think Mm -hmm. that if God chose for us on a daily basis, if he made every single one of our choices for us, they were predetermined. If that was the case, then our world would still be perfect. Mm -hmm. We see in his word that he makes things very clear when it comes to good versus evil, right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that we have good versus evil proves that we do have free will and that we get to choose. You see that many, many times that we need to obey. We need to follow the Lord's instruction. We have to choose that. And I don't think he would say that in his word if he chose for us and if he had those thoughts and all that stuff predetermined in our minds and he made us that way. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. hope I'm explaining that correctly, but yeah, what are your thoughts on that as well? Yeah. Well, I definitely agree. I don't even think that we would have the issue of transgenderism Mm -hmm. if we didn't have free will, because if we didn't have free will, then the gender you're born with is the gender you're born with, and you're not changing that. And I think that if the Lord had already predetermined everything that we would do, we wouldn't even feel discontent with Mm -hmm. who we are or feel like we need to change something. Right. Because why would he put a thought in your mind that his creation isn't perfect? Mm -hmm. If you really is the creator, if he really has put all these things into place, why would he put that thought into your mind that you weren't fearfully and wonderfully made, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think that we definitely do have free will. If you were wondering if you're kind of struggling with that issue, because I know that there are a lot of different theological debates that we could get into, but I'm definitely not going to because I would probably get lost in all that. But I know that there are a lot of different theological arguments where people say, well, no, the Lord predestines everything you're going to do. And then there's others that say, you know, he just lets you do what you want. I believe that we have free will, but the Lord does know what is going to happen in the future. He does have a plan for your life. But he doesn't make you make certain decisions. It's just laid out for eternity. He knows what decisions we're going to make, but he's not the one forcing us to make those. Right. He's not, right. He's not going to have his thumb over us and be like, you have to do this. And I think that that shows that we do have spiritual freedom Mm -hmm. as well, which is a very important part of uh, salvation. We have to choose to follow the Lord. And I know that some people would probably disagree on that as well, that, you know, God knows who is going to accept him, who's going to follow him. And just like Maddie said, yes, he does, but he's not forcing us to do that. And so having the freedom to choose is so important. And I think that it shows us that God is sovereign, right? It shows that he truly cares enough about us that we have to choose love. We have to choose Mm -hmm. beauty. We have to choose good things that matter and that matter for eternity. He wants us to be able to have a choice in that. And we would be miserable if he made us do things, if he made us love him, if he made to serve him. If it's not from our heart, then he doesn't want it because it doesn't matter, right? It's not Mm -hmm. our affection and our love and our admiration to him and for him. It's just out of 
hey, I have to. It's Mm -hmm. not a, I want to. And I think that that is the gospel. That is the beauty of the gospel is we get to choose. And just like Maddie said, I don't think that those topics such as transgenderism, abortion, and I especially love the abortion example when, you know, talking about free will, like God does not make you decide to kill a baby, right? That's just Mm -hmm. not going to happen. And so, and look in scripture about that, right? Proverbs, uh, what is that? 21, I believe. It says like there are seven things that the Lord detests and one of those are the shedding of innocent blood. And so I think that shows, number one, we have free will. We get to choose because Mm -hmm. he's not going to make you kill a baby. And so I love that example, but also transgenderism. We're not going to have identity crisis. We're not going to have these issues that we're seeing in our world of confusion and chaos. It also comes in, we see in scripture that he is not the God of chaos, but that the enemy creates that. He is the author of chaos and all that stuff to make us confused about who we are. And did God really say that, right? He plants doubt into our minds. Obviously, that would be another indicator that the Lord gives us that free will to make choices. But there are consequences to those choices as well. And if they're sinful choices, things that we're doing that the Lord does detest and that he doesn't agree with, and if it doesn't line up with his word and his way, then ultimately we're the ones who pay for that. We're the ones who have to suffer the consequences. And I think that we need to really understand that from a biblical point of view. Because Mm -hmm. so many people are out there in the world thinking, well, I'm just struggling with doubt. I'm just struggling with anxiety. I'm just doing all this. Well, a lot of that stems from our choices. And we have to be intentional about those choices or we are going to live a chaotic life. Mm -hmm. And the enemy gets us to live a chaotic life through being busy and not taking the time to think about our choices, not taking the time to reevaluate our priorities and really think about what matters. If he can just keep us busy, keep us spinning, keep us going places and doing different things that probably don't matter in the long run and in the light of eternity, then we're never going to have time to think about those things. We're never Mm going to have time to go, hey, that's probably not what the Lord wants me to be doing right now and I'm going to suffer the consequences of that. And so many people are. We see people who are just burnt out, right? Who are just living. They don't care much about life. They don't care about um, the gifts that God has given them, stewarding those well, really living for what matters. They don't feel like they have a purpose. We've been talking in Bible study the past couple weeks about just kind of like the boss babe culture that we're seeing now, especially for women that we have to be in the corporate world and that we have to do more than men. And Maddie touched on that last week, which was a really good point of how women, because they don't understand their identity and their role in Christ. They don't feel like they're equal. And so we're fighting for equality in like the corporate world. Who can get the highest paying job? All these different things. And most of them are women who are trying to fight for their equality in that way because they are not letting God define that. We've just been talking about that in Bible study of how you look at these women in their, let's say, 20s and 30s, and they're just absolutely miserable. They're frustrated. They don't care about life, right? It's just, I go to work, and that is my sole purpose in life. That's all that matters. You don't need a family. You don't need a man. You don't need a home. You don't need to be, you don't need to settle for that stuff, right? That's miserable. That'll be even worse than this is. And they think that if I just get that next promotion, if I just get that next paycheck that has a little bit more money, whatever, then I've made it, right? Like that'll be 
my ultimate purpose in life and what you're striving towards. And they're absolutely miserable. They couldn't care less about the life that they're living. And I think that that really just indicates to us how many people are struggling with their identity, how many people are struggling with the effects of free will, the consequences of free will, because they're not living according to God's design. Mm -hmm. Well, going back to the chaos thing a little bit, I think that chaos always occurs when you are discontent with Mm -hmm. your circumstances. Like, I think that chaos just automatically, the devil uses those opportunities when you feel like you aren't living the way you should, when you feel like you aren't uh, living out your calling, or if you just really don't know what you want to do with your life. Students are super discontent with some students, not all students, but some students super discontent with where they're at right now, super discontent with their education, Mm -hmm. super discontent with all the hours they put into this and that and this and that. And what do we see? Absolute chaos in their lives, which means that chaos is also stemming into our society because Mm -hmm. those people are the next generations. They're the ones who are filling those job positions. They're the ones that are going to step up and one day be leaders of the country and Mm -hmm. of states and different things. And so I think that when we're discontent and specifically speaking about transgenderism, when we're discontent with our gender, chaos just automatically enters the situation. Mm -hmm. It's not even just chaotic for that person's life because like Lily was saying earlier, our actions have so many consequences that we may not even know about. But since our actions have consequences, if someone chooses to be transgender, we've got the whole pride movement, Mm -hmm. you know, all this different stuff. This is causing chaos in my life and I'm not even remotely a part of this necessarily, Mm -hmm. but it causes chaos in my life because I've got to worry about being politically correct. I've got to worry about not misgendering someone, about using the correct pronouns. There's going to be consequences for me personally if I don't get this right. So I think that that's a big thing with transgenderism. I think that that's how we can know for sure that this movement is sinful Mm. is because it has caused chaos and chaos is directly from the devil. It is not from God. There is nothing chaotic in God's character. There isn't supposed to be anything chaotic in his creation Mm -hmm. except sin has entered the world. We have free will. We're making these decisions. And I think that we're kind of beating up free will a lot, but I think (laughs) that the Lord had a really good plan with free will because like Lily said, Our lives would be so depressing if you were forced to love the Lord, if you're Mm -hmm. forced to be in a relationship with him. Because, I mean, even here, you don't want to be forced to be in a relationship with someone. Like, that's just not Mm -hmm. pleasing at all. That's not... Like, you don't come to love this person because you're forced to be in a relationship with them or something. I think that the Lord had a really good plan with free will, and I think that all of us need to really start thinking about how we have free will and how our actions have consequences. That's why our world is in so much chaos, is because everyone has started focusing so much on themselves. They're focusing on their identity crisis. They're focusing on how they don't feel content in their circumstances, and therefore, chaos is ever So I think that that's something that we really need to be thinking about. Like, just because someone started the pride movement, that means that my life now has chaos, Mm -hmm. when really it shouldn't have any chaos. 
our actions have so many consequences. Yeah, it kind of reminded me, uh, as you were talking of that TV example that we were talking about the other day, of how you can be sitting in front of a TV, you can be watching a show, and you're flipping through the channels or whatever, and you land on this uh, bad show. Let's just use this for example. You land on this bad show, you know you shouldn't be watching it, you know that it's evil, whatever, and you can sit there and you can pray and pray and pray and pray that the Lord will turn the channel mm-hmm. and that he will change what's on the screen, but the remote is in your hand. You have to be the one who changes the channel. Not saying that God can't change the channel. If he wants to, he can, but he is probably saying, well, you dummy, like you have the remote in your hand. Why yeah. don't you switch it, right? You have to choose. And so that's kind of like free will. We have the remote in our hands. We have the ability to choose good or evil. And a lot of people are choosing to do things that are, I'm not necessarily saying that you're choosing to do terrible things, but if you're not choosing what is good and being intentional about that, then the opposite of that is that you're choosing evil. And mm-hmm. so I think that we have to be intentional about making making sure that we're changing the channel ourselves. We need to be sure that we are choosing the good things in life that we need to be choosing and that the Lord has told us to choose. He is not silent when it comes to the things that are good and the things that we're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And just take one good look at Proverbs if you need somewhere to go for that. Just great instruction in that book about what's wrong and what's right and how we should be living on a daily basis. Mm Mm-hmm. So, we're going to give you a verse that is great for this topic about having free will, but also about how, because we have free will, we need to choose to follow the Lord. Like, the Lord is not forcing us to follow His commands, Mm -hmm. which is why we have so many identity crises, because we don't know who we're actually supposed to be. So, then it's like, well, the world is telling me that maybe I shouldn't actually be this way. Maybe I shouldn't actually be a female, so maybe I should try being a male. Maybe that'll make me happier. All of this is happening because we do not know who we actually are in the Lord. So, here's a verse. It's from Ephesians 5. I'm going to be starting at verse 3, but going all the way through verse 11. I know it's a little bit of a bigger chunk, but this is really, really good for how we should be looking at transgenderism, how we should be looking at the different situations in our world. So, starting at verse 3, it says, But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. I really love the part that says, let no one deceive you with empty words. I think that this is so important for us to take note of because if you do feel like you're having an identity crisis Mm -hmm. or you feel like maybe you weren't created the way you were really supposed to be, take note of this verse because the world is using 
empty words. Look at how many people are transgender. They've made the switch. They've done the surgeries. They've taken the hormones. They've done the puberty blockers or, you know, all these different things that we have available to us now. They've done all these things. And half the time, these people still are not content. They still feel like there's something missing, which as Christians, we know that that is the Lord. They're missing their identity in Christ. They're missing Mm -hmm. their real purpose. They're missing the fact that they were created exactly the way that they were supposed to be and that they have an influence. So I think that this is so important because let no one deceive you with empty words for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. And then in verse 8 it says, for you were once darkness but now you are light in the Lord. I love this because it teaches us that there is absolutely no middle ground. We actually have a blog post called No Middle Ground. It's a very, very good one. You should go read it. But there's either light or there's darkness, there's good, or there's evil. And Mm -hmm. so I think that as Christians, we really need to start drawing the line. We need to be reading scripture. We need to be looking at what is light, what is darkness, Mm -hmm. and we need to be very, very conscious of that in our manner of speaking and all these different things. Like, this isn't just talking about the people who aren't saved. This is talking about there can't be even a hint of sexual immorality in our churches. There shouldn't be any in our society, but unfortunately, our society is completely full of it today. But there should be no obscenity, foolish talk, coarse joking, but rather thanksgiving, no impurity, all these different things. We have so many instructions from the Lord of how to live righteous lives, mm-hmm. how to use our free will well. Try and say that <laughs> fast. Our world has just convinced us with empty words that this is not the way we should be going, that this isn't going to make you content, but this mm-hmm. will just get this surgery, just do this, do that. And I think that last week's episode when we were talking about the one boy who had the surgeries that John Money convinced his parents to raise him as a girl, all this different stuff, completely discontent Mm -hmm. completely and ends up committing suicide right so i think that that should be a really big lesson to all of us that the lord's way is the only way that we are going to feel content the only way that we're going to feel fullness in our lives the only way that we're going to feel like we do have an influence like we do have purpose Right. I think that that's a really, really good point. And another thing that I would just say that if you're still kind of on the fence about this topic and well, okay, maybe it's not great, but I still don't think that it's bad or evil or any of that. I would just look up verses about it. Obviously, like the word of God has so much to say and it is so helpful, so helpful that God has answers about this. He doesn't want us to be confused. Again, he does not want there to Mm -hmm. be chaos. And so he makes it very clear clear in his word what is good and what is not. And I I would just say like one point that just kind of came to mind as we were talking here, you know, specifically with that young boy, uh, Maddie talked a lot about he didn't have a choice last week, right? That he didn't Mm -hmm. have a choice from the very beginning and that he was lied to most of his life. Well, his childhood, I should say. Most of his childhood, he was lied to. And just look at how they're targeting kids today. Just look at how it is on the cereal boxes. It is in their school. It's in their books that they have to read for school. It's everywhere. This ideology that maybe you aren't really who you're supposed to be and maybe you should have a different gender. Maybe you should feel a certain way that you're not feeling right now, right? They they trick us into all these different things and they're specifically 
targeting children who should not be targeted in the least bit. And what is coming from that is that we have kids who have so much anxiety about Mm -hmm. who they are, so much anxiety about, well, I just don't know. And then we have suicides and then we have all these things. We have just destruction in families that is so terrible, like so terrible and chaos. That targeting that they're doing and that tricking and lying that they're doing with our kids today is causing chaos in their lives that they should not have to deal with. They shouldn't have to be paying attention to this stuff. And yet they're feeling, these kids are feeling like, well, I just, I don't know. I need to decide. I should really just figure this out. I have to do it on my own. They're teaching kids, get this, they're teaching kids from a very, very early age that they should be their own God, Mm -hmm. that they should determine their emotions, that they should really be able to dictate what they do in life and that they have authority over their parents and that they can do whatever they want. That is so wrong. You just look at every aspect of this and you can go to scripture and look at how, you know, God says that we should obey our parents. We should honor our parents as children. And, uh, well, that doesn't do that. So, hey, probably wrong. You look at God has the good design and that there are no pronouns in scripture. There are no ideologies that, you know, hey, this might come up and it's okay, by the way. You know, what? none of that is in there. And I think that we need to take notice of that and really stand firm. Don't be on the fence. If you are a Christian, take a stand with what is good. Mm-hmm. Take a stand with what is good. Don't send mixed signals to your friends about this. Don't send mixed signals to the people at your school, the people that you walk past in the halls during third period. Like, no. You need to be firm in your belief when it comes to this. People are struggling. People have anxiety because of this stuff because they feel like they have to find out who they are. And I think that it would be just so amazing if we as Christians really took a stand and told people, if we were intentional about telling people that they are not a mistake. Mm -hmm. Every single part of them, their personality, their gender, their emotions, everything that God designed them with is not a mistake, but instead it's perfect and it's very, very good. I think that that would help so many people if they knew that. We have the answer as Christians, and it's just such a shame that we don't take a stand and we don't offer that answer to them. So many people are standing right in front of us. We're living life with people who are struggling with these things, and we're we're just scared to stand up. We're scared to say something because we're afraid that we're going to hurt their feelings. Mm-hmm. Listen. If the world is this bold at targeting children and making sure that they have all these mixed feelings about, well, I should be this, or I I maybe should be this, or I don't know who I am, and I have to figure this out, and I have to do the surgery, or whatever, then I think that as Christians, we're called to be bolder than that. We're called to be bolder than the culture that we're living in. Mm -hmm. Because they're really bold. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. They are really, really bold. But they're bold in the way of evil. We know that in Christ we have victory and that it is a good design and people need to know that. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel bad for this next generation because the one thing that should be certain in our lives that you are a boy or you are a girl, Mm -hmm. they don't even have that anymore. Like there's already so much uncertainty in our lives and now they don't even get to have one solid truth. Mm -hmm. Like, I really, really do feel bad for kids who don't have Christian parents who are telling them that the things you see in this TV show, first of all, I hope you're not letting your kids watch (laughs) the little kids TV shows nowadays. 
who are having discussions with their kids that mm-hmm. they are fearfully and wonderfully made, that they are very good and, you know, all these different things. I feel so bad for kids who don't have Christian parents like that because yeah. the adults that they're around all day at school and their friends who don't have Christian parents, you know, all these different things, all of them aren't telling them, yes, you are right. a girl, you are a boy, and you don't have to worry about changing that. Like, I just can't even imagine the stress that that puts on little kids, even like unconsciously they Mm -hmm. may not even think like well am i not created the way i'm supposed to be but it's just kind of something that's always in the back of their minds because they're being indoctrinated Mm -hmm. and another thing i was going to say real quick is that i think a lot of people think that well somebody will just set that straight somebody else will do it somebody else will tell them that oh no that's not true don't believe that well I'm just going to be real honest here. The kids who are in public school, like if you're a Christian parent sending your kid into public school or you're a teenager and you're in public school experiencing this, first off, your kid is going to have to be the one who stands up because everybody around them is not going to, okay? Mm -hmm. No one else is going to tell them. I wish it was different. I really do. I wish our culture was different. I believe it was not that many years ago, but they're not going to have teachers anymore who are willing to tell them, no, no, that's wrong. Evolution is wrong. Transgenderism is wrong or whatever. They're not telling them that anymore because they're scared that they're going to lose their job right? As a Mm -hmm. teacher. You're not going to have other kids who are saying that because most of them, you know, 90% of them probably, I don't have the stats for this, but a large chunk of them are growing up in dysfunctional homes, growing up with mom lives at this house and dad lives at this house and then we switch every other weekend, you know, that kind of thing. Your kid is going to have to be the one who stands up and helps everybody else. So they need to know for sure, without a doubt, that, hey, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and they need to know that people want to lie to them about that. Mm -hmm. They need to know that people really, really want to lie to them about that. And if you're a teen, you also need to know that. People want to lie to you about your sexuality. People want to lie to you about your identity. Like, it is a huge deal. It is a huge deal, and it dictates so much in our lives and how we live and how we handle different things, and so it's one of the basic fundamental truths in the Word of God, and so they're going to try to attack that, and you need to be willing to stand up for that. You need to know that, hey, they're going to try to lie to me about this. They Mm -hmm. are, and so I need to be prepared to give a defense. I need to be ready in and out of season, and I need to be a light for everyone else who is going to hear that, and they don't know that that's a lie. They don't know that they're being lied to about that, but I have the truth, and I want to help provide the answers in this situation. Mm -hmm. Well, the truth is, in our society today, I was just talking about this with our parents the other day, but like in our society today, it is literally weird if you are straight Mm -hmm. and if you don't have doubts about the way you were made. Like it's weird if you don't have the pronouns in your Instagram bio. It's insane Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't do that. Like you don't want anyone misgendering you or anything, you know, because who knows if you're actually who you were made to be. Like if you want to switch it, you know, whatever. Like in public school, it's seriously abnormal to be straight. Mm -hmm. And that's just a reality today. But it's a reality that we certainly should not be settling for, which way too many people are settling for this. 
Too many teenagers are simply adding bye to their Instagram bios just so they don't look weird. Mm -hmm. I seriously believe that some of our friends have even put bye in their Instagram bios or, you know, on Snapchat or whatever. They just claim to be bye even though they really aren't. Right. It's just so that they can somewhat fit in with the culture a little bit and not be made fun of for being content with who they're supposed to be because, you know, that's just so weird. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think that that's something that parents, if you have kids in public school, like, you need to realize this. If your kid is straight, then people are probably looking at them and thinking that that's weird. Mm -hmm. And that is so wrong and so, so just insane. Like, I can't even believe that it's weird to be straight anymore. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Little rant. (laughs) We're going to wrap up this podcast episode in prayer, so please pray with us. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day, and I thank you for this episode, and I just want to pray that you would help each and every one of us to, like Lily was saying earlier, to just take a stand and to be radical with our opinions, that we wouldn't waver, that we wouldn't say, well, I don't really know, but that we would be willing to stand up for your truth, that we would live in the light and completely in the light, and that there would be absolutely no doubt in our minds that you created us the way that we are supposed to be, that we are created perfectly. I pray that you would just help this next generation who is being indoctrinated with these lies that they aren't created who they're supposed to be and they should really be thinking about whether they really are the right gender or not. I pray that you would just help these kids and these teens and just the people who are hearing these lies all the time, that you would help them to run to you, to read scripture, to really try to understand your truth and that they would walk that out, that they wouldn't be scared of being the odd one out but that they would be proud that they are straight. (laughs) So I just thank you for this podcast episode, and I pray that you would just help us as Christians to be much bolder when it comes to this issue in our world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, I want to end with this quote. It's by Charles Spurgeon, and it says, The Bible is not the light of the world. It is the light of the church. But the world does not read the Bible. The world reads Christians. You are the light of the world. I just want to remind us of that today as we finish out this episode. Most people that you're around are not reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. They don't know what God says about their identity. They don't know what God says about sexuality and, and that God created male and female and that that's good and that that's all there is. They don't know that, but they're watching you. They're watching your lifestyle. They're listening to what you're saying and what you're listening to even. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that should show us from our free will, like, are you using your free will to help others realize that God has created them perfectly, that God does not make mistakes, and that he really does care about this area of our lives? Mm -hmm. Are you showing them that? Are you intentional about making very clear choices in order to lead them to salvation, in order to lead them to Jesus? Because that is our ultimate responsibility as Christians. They are watching us, they're listening to us, and it is so important that our lives reflect Jesus in every single way because they are looking to us for hope, for some kind of light, Mm -hmm. even though they don't know that, they are. 
and we know that they are. And so I just want us to live intentionally this week with that in mind. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. There are people who depend on that, who really, really need to know that you're willing to live radically and that you want them to as well. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We pray that it just kind of helped you be able to tackle this issue of free will and transgenderism and try to fit all that stuff that we tackled today into that. Pray that it just helped you realize maybe even yourself that God did not make a mistake when he created you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out on any further episodes and we upload every single Monday. So be sure to check us out on Mondays and we will continue on hopefully with this topic and looking at another really critical aspect of this issue of transgenderism in our world today. We hope you have a great week and we will talk to y'all next time. Bye guys.